Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Women in Leadership podcast brought to you by Seasons Leadership, where we focus on helping leaders grow and succeed while building a powerful and supportive community. My name is Debbie Collard, and I'll be your host for today's session, along with my co-host and co-founder of Seasons Leadership, Susan Ireland. Hi, Susan. Hi. If you're new to this podcast, please check out earlier episodes where you can find more information for your own leadership development. You can personally reach out to us by rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We love to receive your comments and feedback. If there's a special episode that's your favorite, take a screenshot of that episode and tag at Women in Leadership on your Instagram or LinkedIn stories, and we'll be happy to reach out and connect with you. Today, we're doing something special and a little bit different for us. We are not having a special guest. It's just Susan and I, and we are all about gratitude in this episode. But we're going to dive in first because we're so grateful for all of the guests who've taken their time to come and share their stories with us that we want to do a recap for you of how season two has gone so far. I'm going to let Susan kick it off. Okay, great. Yeah, this is really, really humbling as I was thinking about this because we've had a really good second season. I think it's really improved over the first season. We're learning about podcasting and and having the opportunity to meet and talk to such wonderful women leaders. It's also a season, which we're all about seasons, of reflection. And as I was reflecting on our guests, I realized, you know, how grateful I am. Um, I'm learning a lot. And I think that probably our listeners are too, I hope. You know, I, I started looking at the list. Uh, we started off with Rita Robbins. And Debbie and I met her for the first time, you know, way back at the beginning of the year. And she really kicked us off um, with this idea of inviting special guests to share their leadership perspective. Yeah, Rita was a great guest for us. And as you said, Susan, she really helped us kick off the year of having uh, special guests and uh, learning more about their stories. And what really impressed me about Rita, well, several things impressed me, but just her energy and the way she shows up, but really her passion for giving back and helping others to be better leaders through sharing her insights and her experiences. Right. You know, what? also, I was so impressed that she recreated herself many times over her, uh, her career, and she's still doing it. She started out as a rancher. Yeah. And then a and then a ballet dancer for, for Disney on Parade. How do you do that? That's amazing. I mean, that... <laughs> It's amazing. And then she had her injury. I think it was uh, her ankle or her Achilles tendon. And uh, she wasn't able to dance anymore. And so then went into business. And she was drawn to areas where she was, you know, maybe the first woman. And so she was a trailblazer in so many different areas. And what's exciting is she still dances. Yes. I mean, she dances again, but just not professionally. But she and her husband love to dance. Yeah, it was fun. And I liked uh, her her advice to people about don't spend your energy on ruminating about your mistakes or what if. Uh, just take the learning and move on. And I think that she really took that advice to heart, too. 
Yeah, she was fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our next guest was Marissa Thomas, and she was the CEO and co-founder of For the Breast of Us. It was the first online community for women of color who are struggling or surviving breast cancer. And she uh, was a breast cancer survivor herself. And I was so impressed that she channeled her learning into something that helps the community. Absolutely. And she's an advocate both for breast cancer um, survivors and also women of color. And she talked about all the needs that are out there in the community and how they find out, they work with the community to find out these things and then help meet those needs or, or you know, find ways to to help them get through whatever they're going through. Like something as simple as gas cards or toilet paper or setting up a meal train or... I really liked this one, Susan, when she talked about setting up a private email address so that people could communicate with the person going through this horrible trying medical situation and they could read it when they were ready to. They didn't have to feel inundated by all the well-wishers. They could get to it when they had the time. And that really struck me as something that you wouldn't normally think of that is so helpful to someone who who's going through that trying time. Right. I really I really l- like that too because I mean I've been in the situation where somebody is sick uh and I don't know what to do. I don't want to be pushy or in their way um and so she gave us lots of ideas for how to support uh the person going through the situation and their family. You know the the funny thing on uh during this interview she brought up the funniest blog on our website is entitled My Broken Vagina, which is about young women who have menopause induced by cancer treatment. And she said it raises a lot of eyebrows, but it's really an informative piece. And I think it was done by a really good friend of yeah, hers. I know. It's, it is good. Their website is fantastic with lots of resources. And there's ways for everybody to be, what did she call them? Allies. And no, no, she called them advocates, didn't she? Advocates. Advocates. Because um, what she said is, what did she say? Allies feels more passive and advocates or accomplices feel like you're really in there with the person and not just watching from the sidelines. I, I really love that. Powerful message, powerful leader. Okay, the next, we had a group the next time. We had the Bench Strength Coaching founders, Chris Knopfs, Don Rowley, and Susan Galatley. Do you remember them? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good friends of ours, actually, yeah. and colleagues. Um, they founded Bench Strength uh, Coaching because they the three of them met in coaching school, but they had all had corporate careers or were having corporate careers and realized that through their conversations that, hey, we could do more if we join forces. How powerful would that be? And out of that, they created Bench Strength Coaching, but they also created a specific program called Women Rising. And this is a very successful women's leadership development program designed by women for women 
to offer women something they that they never had, the founders never had while working in this male-dominated industries. And they um, shared their tips for how women can really make progress in the workplace and get ahead as leaders. Right. And we do have a special connection with them because we both support uh, bench strength coaching in the Women Rising program. We have an opportunity to see their leadership in action um, almost every day. And it is really uh, inspiring and it helps uh, me be a better coach and a better person, I think, overall. Um, I also want to mention that they really are growing and they are they have supported over 500 women so far and they're going strong. So absolutely. And I'm very grateful for the connection with them as well. Um, it's really helped me be a better coach. And I love meeting all the women in this program through that program because they're they're driven, they are hungry to learn, and it just makes my heart feel good to uh, help other women get ahead. Makes the world a better place, you know, one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next person was Tamia Tamia Olzanska. And I hope I said that right. And I had met Tamia uh, in 2019, uh, right before the pandemic. I took a leadership course, LDI, um, from the Shearer Leadership Center. Uh, She came from Poland to Seattle to facilitate this course. And she really was a very profound um, facilitator. And she just has a an approach that's different and uh, more from a heart center, I believe. And uh, she has a way of really connecting. And so she has a is such an interesting background too, because she is a specialist in leadership development, alternative education. And she works not only with executives and leaders and companies, but in the educational system and with parents. Um, so uh, she's not satisfied in just, uh, one field. She, she's gathering them all. And I think it's how she's making a difference in the world. And she's also a senior consultant and certified facilitator with the Share Leadership Center. So she's got her fingers in quite a few pies and she didn't, that didn't seem to slow her down one bit. She was very energized and passionate about what she does. Yes. And she was traveling all over. So she's from Poland, but she she came to us from France. And she it was so nice of her because she was in a, I don't even think she was in a town in the- No, a remote yes, area. And so she went into town to get into a hotel so she could call in and make sure she had Wi-Fi. What a life. I think I would like to be doing that, Debbie, too, being in a small town in France. <laughs> Uh, goals, yeah. life goals. Yeah. yeah. And then we had Beth Schreier and Melissa Fleener, both from the Boeing company and, and colleagues of ours. And they shared their leadership journey, and um, which um, had a lot of similarities, which they discovered while they were talking with us. You know, I really enjoyed the opportunity to have Beth and Melissa on our podcast because 
We both know them from previous life when we were both working at Boeing. And you experience people one way when you're when they're work colleagues and you're working with them and when they're friends. But when you get to get down to the nitty gritty and ask them some questions and hear their perspectives on life, that makes it even richer. And they each had, as you said, similar stories, similar backgrounds, but very different in the way they approached it and what they've done with it. You know, it was uh, interesting because Beth had been a mentor to Melissa during her journey, and they're both in very responsible positions now. And Beth is more of a generalist. She likes that. She's a general manager, and she works across a complete grouping of businesses, if you want to think about it that way. Uh, Melissa runs a part of the business that she wasn't running when we were there. And so that was neat to get an update on what she's doing doing today. But um, both wonderful leaders and so thankful that they chose to share their story with us. Yeah, I, I'm reminded about the story that Melissa told us about um, when she was looking for advice on a promotion and she didn't feel ready. And she talked to Beth and Beth said... Uh, to her, you probably won't ever be ready, but don't let that hold you back. I love that advice. That's great advice. Just jump in. Just jump in and figure out how to swim as you get in there because everybody else is doing the same thing. You know, another piece of advice in there was about networking. And Mm -hmm. that really hit home for me because I always like to work with uh, my clients about making sure that you keep your relationships fresh and that you don't let them go stale and that you always have that strong network ready to be allies or advocates or sponsors or whatever you might need from them. And uh, they said exactly the same thing. Don't let the network connections go stale. Keep them fresh. Right. And you know, finally, this is we had such a rich conversation with them. but And so I shouldn't say finally, but another big one that I wanted to actually circle back with you, Debbie, and with them is about a career roadmap. And they talked about how it has been important to them over the the period of their career, but they both realized, and I think we did too, hey, we need to refresh our career roadmaps because uh, it's one of those things where you work to achieve it and then you're at a good place and you get busy and you forget to, oh, we've got to reset it now. So and we're getting to the beginning of the year. It's kind of a natural place to reset your career roadmap. Yep. And we're going to be doing some strategic planning here soon. <laughs> so time to to refresh our collective ro- uh, roadmap yes. as well, right? Yes. And then we had Denise, Denise Shields. And Denise is a principal of Shields Resource Group, a company she started herself, which is a niche uh, Baldridge-based consulting organization. So she does all things performance excellence and all things Baldridge. And she's, I happen to know personally, because we've been friends for a very long time, um, that she's really, really good at it. You know, she talked about being ready when the opportunity knocks on your door because you don't, you may think you know what's coming, but you don't really know what's coming. And so being ready for that when it happens. And and then the importance of, of the mission of an organization, values, being aligned with those and 
and stick with itness and grit. And she was just uh, a pleasure to have on the show. Right. Uh, she was also, I mean, uh, one of the top role models for resilience. She talked a lot about that and some of the challenges that she has been through. And and I was just awestruck and and inspired by what she was saying. I love talking to Denise about the Bald Ridge Consulting she's doing. And uh, we have a few people about, that we talk about that with, and including you, Debbie. So I'm excited to do more of that and deep dive that in 2022, because I think there's so much we can learn um, from the principles and practices um, from Baldridge and we can apply it to small businesses and large businesses and even personally, I think. So I'm, I'm excited to even go deeper next year. I hope everybody was listening well to that because Susan just gave you a spoiler alert for 2022 <laughs> and some of the things that we might be covering maybe perhaps in our podcast then. But my favorite thing about Denise's podcast appearance, favorite thing bar none, was when she called herself a self-proclaimed spa whore. She said she loves self-care. And it's so important to the resilience that you mentioned, right? And one of the things she does is she treats herself to spas wherever she travels with her work. And I can attest that she does, in fact, do that because I've been the recipient of getting to go with her to some of those. (laughs) Wow, I want to go. That sounds great. We next had Susan Griffin. This is a fun story because um, the neighborhood that I live in in Texas, I am relatively new to. I've only been living here for just under five years. And one morning walking my dogs, I ran into Susan Griffin and found out she was new to the area. And Susan has been a nurse executive leader for over 30 years and 22 years as a chief nursing officer in hospitals and the last six years of her career was as the chief nurse executive for Methodist Healthcare System in San Antonio. And then she moved here to the area where I live in Texas. And so I said, you should really come on our podcast because I think it's going to be just wonderful for people to hear from a healthcare leader, how what they go through and the things that they do. She supported, led and supported team efforts to achieve a magnet nursing excellence designation for the hospital she worked at and Malcolm Baldrige National Quality Award designation. Um, She got to lead both of those things. And so funny because I did not meet her through Baldrige. I met her just here in the neighborhood. And she's an amazing person with a big vision and is all about living her values And she has a personal vision and mission statement. And um, I have to tell you, she did retire to move here, but I have it on good authority that she might be going back into the workforce because she just can't sit still. Well, and she really gives back. She's really led by her faith. Uh, And I, I, I can't imagine her not doing anything. I mean, I think she she is led by a calling and and what a calling she's had. And in this year of the pandemic, I, I we just need more leaders like her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then speaking of led by her faith, 
We had, through popular request on our social media, people asked us for a leader of faith to come on the program. And so we invited Reverend Canon Liz Easton, who's canon to the ordinary in the Episcopal Diocese of Nebraska. And boy, she was a bundle of energy and so refreshing to have on our podcast. She has her own podcast called Popping Collars. And how cool of a name is that? I know it. I, you know, I have to be honest. I didn't tell her this, but she might have gotten me to go back to church. (laughs) (laughs) She was an awesome leader. And, and, um, uh, I loved how she, um, talked about how she got where she was. So she's from the Pacific Northwest and is ending up in Nebraska and, so I'm from the Pacific Northwest, and I think like, wow, that that is an amazing place to end up. And and uh, so she told that story. And I, again, it's kind of being open to surprise and and opportunities. I think several of our guests have shown that amazing things happen, and if we just have to be open and take it, right, and and we'll be led to something that is. Kind of, kind of special. She talked about failing really being part of the process of success, that you really can't get to success unless you've had failure and finding balance in her life. And she just told some heartwarming stories about what it's like to go to a place and make that place home and get family there. And yet she's best friends from a very young age with our own Lauren Penning, who's our communications person. And um, they had some great stories about the, how the two of them got together. So I recommend people listen to that episode if they haven't already. Yeah, she's wonderful. And then we had Patricia Zinnaker um, from Germany. And she is a uh, one of our younger guests, but not our youngest. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but she is under 30 and already has uh, a master's degree in psycholinguistics. And she has international experience um, being an entrepreneur. Um, but all of this work led her to a burnout, which uh, she took a break uh, which she talked about, and and I was inspired again by her ability to really be aware of that within herself. And you know, she took a break, but then she went, got back, back on the horse, and she loves horses, and wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> this is a woman who has a, a lot to give, and she really does. She was telling her story about how to change from a burnout to a challenger and the, uh, and the importance of trying to uh, do your best to make the world a better place. And she talked about the importance of writing and journaling and to get her thoughts out. And I know uh, we've talked about this before on different podcasts, but uh, Debbie and I are fans of journaling and really just to get your thoughts out. And, and there's something about the the writing with your hand that does something different to your brain that you will be might be surprised about what comes out of there. So it's nice it's nice to see how that uh, tool really helped her move from a 
place of burnout to where she is now. I loved, I was very impressed by, so she was working 100 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And that's just too much for any person. And there was one point where she started to press a button on her computer and she couldn't even make her body do it. She's like, I wanted to press this button and I couldn't press the button. And that's when I realized I'm I'm in trouble. I'm burned out here. And yet she talked about coming back stronger and more resilient for having gone through these challenges, just like with Liz Easton saying that, you know, failure is part of the success story. And I think Patricia's probably lived that already in her in her very young life. And um, she continues to set the example for how to go about doing that. Her her why, her values are so strong with her. Um, she's really adamant about now, because she's learned this, having living a high-impact life versus just being busy, but not having impact. And... Um, and the role of friends and commitment buddies to help keep you on track. Because if you are just trying to do it yourself, you're going to find yourself in trouble more often than not. Because right. it's too hard to do it by yourself. Life is not for for weak, weak of heart, for sure. Re, uh, remember, Debbie, when she was talking about high impact versus being busy? And it was mm-hmm. how she prioritized her day. And this is how she moved from the 100 hours to less. I was really impressed by this, where she said she now she picks top, the top three things that are important for her to get done that day, the high-impact things. And it could be that it takes eight hours to do one of those things, but it's important to do, and so she does it. But it also could be it's just a phone call, but it's a high-impact phone call like to her lawyer or something and then when she gets her three things done then she's done with the day I thought that is a good strategy it's a really good way of focusing on your priorities right and what's really important to you the high impact things as we call them the big rocks that's Um, exactly right she's focused on yeah very impressive story and then we had Liat Arad and Liat is the vice president of marketing at UBQ Materials. And she had a very inspiring story as well. There's a theme here. Have you noticed? Yeah. Very inspiring female leaders. UBQ Materials is this award-winning clean tech company that set out to create a waste-free world by converting landfill destined waste into climate-positive substitute to plastic. How awesome is that? Making a difference for the environment. She was from Los Angeles originally, is from Los Angeles originally, and then she went to college in Austin, but now she lives in Tel Aviv, and she started her own design business, but then she realized, and she loved that, and she was good at it, but she realized that to be more aligned with her values and maximizing her impact, she moved to UBQ Materials so that she could have this broader reach and help change the world. Um, she talked about her daughter. She has a very young daughter and how she wants to leave a legacy for her and make the world a better place for her. Um, she struggled a little bit with celebrating successes. 
She struggles a bit with that. But um, when we really pushed her, she could admit that she could find ways to do that. (laughs) As women, we don't spend enough time celebrating our successes. Maybe we should cross-reference our guest list and and take the ones that aren't good at celebrating and have them talk to the ones that are good at celebrating, (laughs) perhaps. Yes. (laughs) She also had a great way to prioritize. So we talked about Patricia's and doing high-impact work rather than just being busy. And Liat had this um, metaphor that she used about juggling balls. And if you think that everything's a glass ball, you're not going to want to drop any of it. And you're probably going to drop all of it because you can't juggle all these things. But she said, if you think about it as rubber bouncy balls and only your high priorities as the glass balls, she goes, then you can juggle the glass balls, very few of them, and you outsource to somebody else the rubber bouncy balls. And I loved that metaphor because it makes it like really come to life about what are my priorities? I have to prioritize. I can only juggle two or I can only juggle three glass balls. So it lines right up with what Patricia said. So we're starting to hear a theme there also with prioritizing. Yeah, I I loved it too. I also love the outsourcing that, and she said, if if somebody else can do it better, I'm going to outsource it. I loved that. She even said uh, something a little bit surprising to me, but I was like all for it. When she said even she will ask her family for help if like I don't have time to make dinner tonight. Somebody else needs to make it. I thought like that's fantastic. You know, it's sometimes I don't even think about that. But if somebody else can do it, why not? Absolutely. We think things that are on our plates are only on our plates. And and we don't necessarily think about reaching out to community, whether it's our family, our friends, someone happens to be nearby, um, whatever that might work to help us. And it will help them too, quite possibly. So I think it was fantastic ideas. I learned so much from these podcasts and from our guests on here about what to consider in my own life. Right. Right. I, I, I'm sure I get more than anybody else, any listeners. Um, but I did see here's some broader themes. I thought, you know, uh, as we created season two, we were new at podcasting and we, you know, we were learning as we go. Um, but it was interesting. We did hear themes. And one of the themes I think every one of our guests here is making a difference in the world in some way, if it's, if it's with um, a small thing, like actually they were all big things, but it's, if it was a small company to a large company that their why included making the world a better place. And that is going to, that theme is going to hold true also, Susan, through our remaining guests that we have coming up this season that people are going to want to make sure they tune in for. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, one of the ones that will be coming up here shortly, um, right after Thanksgiving, is our youngest guest that we've had to date, Kate Williams. And we won't give you a lot about her, but take it for from us that her theme is definitely making a difference in the world. Yes. 
Um, she's a very young lady and has already made a huge impact. And so you're not going to want to miss that episode when it comes out. And then we have two other guests between now and the end of the year and the end of season two. But we wanted to focus today on our gratitude for these powerful women leaders coming on our Women in Leadership podcast and helping get the message out and carrying these themes across about making a difference. Right. I'm very grateful to each one of them for taking the time, sharing their insights and thoughts, helping us and and making the podcast something that is growing and people are interested in. Which brings me to the uh, also being so grateful for the people who help us do this because this is something very new to Debbie and I. And so we really want to uh, recognize and thank Ascension Transformation. Um, they started us on this and supported us uh, by sponsoring us for the first season. And so we want to say thank you, thank you to them. And and thank you for giving us the launch to do it on our own. So here we it was a, something that we didn't even know we wanted to do, and here we are, <laughs> really loving it. <laughs> we and, we absolutely did not know we wanted to do it. In fact, I think we kind of had to be talked into it. But yes. but look at us now, we're loving it. Both of us are loving it. Yeah, it's another example of being open to an opportunity and just giving it a try and seeing what happens. Um, and it turns out that I, I really do like this. Um, and then also thank you to Marianne Metz. Uh, she really helped us with the social media and getting it going and showing us the ropes and, um, uh, you know, all the technical th- things that I had no idea that went behind the scenes on that. She's wonderful with the art and, and everything. And then uh, Lauren Penning, our communication and marketing leader for Seasons Leadership. She's amazing. She makes she us makes us sound so much better <laughs> than we normally <Yes>. sound. <laughs> Absolutely. And Eric Wilson literally makes us sound better than we actually sound. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Yes. We really appreciate you. You know, we'd be remiss, though, Susan, if I didn't say to you, thank you to the best partner in the world for being there and being a part of all this with me, going on this oh, journey. I, I feel the same way, Debbie. Thank you. I've, I, You know, again, this is one of those things. We didn't really plan it, but we've trusted the universe and each other, and this is a adventure that I wouldn't want to do with anybody else. So thank you. Thank you. I feel the same way. All right. Well, that about wraps up our gratitude. Hopefully you are journaling about what you're grateful for out there. What makes you happy to be alive and what makes you get up every day? And tune in on Women Wednesdays. For upcoming episodes, like we told you, you're not going to want to miss the ones we have remaining where we're going to be interviewing more women leaders. In the meantime, have a great day. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and we will see you soon.